This is Lifelinks with a DL link. Well, welcome. This is, in fact, the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination here on 101.9 High FM. I'm Nikki Seberini, and yay, I'm with you for the next hour. We are really going to be talking about such wonderful things um, during the show, and a lot of it has to do with freezing eggs, and um, if you go for chemotherapy and um, you know that you're going to be wanting to have children, and you're not sure what's involved with freezing eggs and keeping those eggs, we have the story for you today. So if that is what's on your mind and that's what interests you, you're going to stay tuned to 101.9 High FM. Also, I'm always excited when Michelle Goldman, who is the director and founder of the DL Link, joins us in the studio and uh, so we just get an opportunity to talk about where we are at the moment with the DL Link, um, what's happening, and projecting into 2018, because 2018 is going to be a huge, huge year. It's such a big year for Israel, turning 70 years old. So for all those kids who are going to be traveling to Israel um, and going on their, on their different um, travels, you know, what a time to be in Israel, and certainly what a time to be in Israel, um, taking part in the Jerusalem Marathon when it's the 70th. So all these things we're going to be discussing. So, Mish, good afternoon. Good afternoon. How yes. are you? <laughs> ready to start 2018. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. On the 18th of January, we're ready to talk about 2018. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> 18, it's all high. <laughs> Happy New Year. And how was your holiday? If I know Michelle Goodman... You haven't had a holiday. You've been going full steam ahead. (laughs) We were, but we had a good rest. Okay. We had a good rest. Okay. And the camp was outstanding. The camp was fantastic. And just again, thank you to Lee, to her girls, Meirav, and to Tamari, and to the donors and sponsors of our camp. As you heard last week when you spoke to Rafi. Oh, he's fantastic. It's just amazing. We speak to lots of beautiful children on the show. And I was so sad, Mish, because there's, there's very sad news, which is so difficult to talk about, really, because we had Josh here in the studio, such a part of the DL link, and you were such a huge, huge part of his life. And um, we heard awful news this morning, Mish. Do you want to tell? Maybe maybe we can just talk about who... who yeah, maybe you can just expand on that, Well, Mish. you know, we were going to talk about the past year... And the coming year, and yeah, the news that we heard today was that we had a very um, large and successful campaign last year, mm-hmm. um, which was charity. And thank you to the community for coming forward in the most open and generous and incredible way. Um, and our campaign face actually was a little girl called Imka who sadly passed away um, at a very young age of five. And then we had Josh, and we met Josh through Helen Heldermuth and Treatment. And um, Josh became our campaign. He did the whole campaign video, and he was so excited. Mm. It was done, you know, such incredible quality uh, by the, the Pam Morris and her husband, Clive Morris. And he spent the whole day videoing and speaking and whatever he was just 
an incredible, incredible guy. And he said, and he said on, on the show at that time, Nick, I don't know if you remember it, he said that that gave him incredible meaning. Mm-hmm. Like, got him out of bed. It gave him meaning. It gave him spark. And just a fabulous boy. Just a fabulous boy. He was diagnosed with a very rare cancer, cancer that you really only find in old people. And he yes. went for all types of treatment and treatment that really has never been tried before and yes. very harsh, harsh treatment. You organized this incredible helicopter ride that picked him up. He was on the field at Crawford College. Um, John Newhouse was part of that as well. And he spoke about that experience. And, and Josh always was projecting ahead, wanting to do this and still wanting to do that. And you kind of really made it a mission, Mesh, to try and get him to do as many of the things that he, that he so wanted to do. Well, we, we introduced him, you know, to, to, Reach for a Dream, who yeah. does amazing work, and his dream was to go to Comic-Con, which he did. What is Comic-Con? Um, the produce, it, it's a fair, it's a show of all the comics. So he was met at the airport by Superman, and you know, <laughs> this whole sort of thing, and he went to the expos, and he saw, and they signed his comics personally, oh, and his parents and his brother were with him. And he had the most incredible, incredible time. He got to see one of his very good and close friends and, um, you know, thank Reach for a Dream for that. And then he wanted to to go on this camp, a Crawford camp. And the Crawford boys at school have been unbelievable to mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And I showed you, Nikki, a picture this morning on the camp, how they, Joshy was like walking with them on the beach, and of course it was a, maybe you know a little bit difficult for for him. So no problem to the boys. They put him in a canoe, and six boys just carried him in the Stunning. canoe. Stunning, just beautiful. And sadly, this is what his mom wrote this morning. Dear friends, I'm so sorry to tell you that Josh passed away at six a.m. this morning. He had a wonderful time at camp yesterday, and last night played poker. And one with his friends, which made him really happy. He left us exactly the way he would have wanted to, having fun and winning. Oh, amazing. Well done, Josh. What a beautiful, you know, when you look at the pictures, Meiji, you, you look yesterday and, and it's hard to believe that that's the news. But wow, he, he was so happy. He had such a beautiful he day. He had such a beautiful having day. Having fun and winning. He said... He'll, uh, what was his, he quoted? He said, I'll beat cancer or I'll die trying. Mm. And he was just amazing. And he had an amazing, I mean, his friends were just remarkable. You remember he told us the one boy refused to go to school yes. until his mother, who's a doctor, found, had found some, some kind some of, treatment of treatment for him. He mm. was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful human being. I just yeah. really loved meeting him. I'm so sad to hear that. And that's something that you have to deal with, Mesh, with what the Deal Link does in terms of supporting cancer patients, families, all the time working hard. So what else are you going to be well, doing exactly in 2018? Exactly, as we said, you know, um, what are the successes? Yeah. And just like I said, success and survival do not necessarily go hand in hand for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. But for us, success is if we have touched a life and made a difference. I saw someone wearing a T-shirt yesterday that said, I'm not mad, I'm just, and then he had under the acrostic, making a difference. (laughs) So we've got it at the Dear Link together with our team, incredible team and wonderful volunteers. We have made a difference and will continue to do it this year. So we started last year with the spa day 
at Ricky Lyons' home, sponsored by Sorbe. Linda Levy, a motivational speaker who we've also interviewed on, on air, spoke with us. We ran four Hoping is Coping courses, which is a four-week course for unfortunately newly diagnosed patients. Professor Dondi speaks, a um, highly qualified social worker, a fabulous survivor, and... Um, it's just an amazing, you know, it's, it's very good. And then you heard about um, the camp and we have our weekly reflexology and massages, which we offer to patients. All of these, of course, we will continue in the new year. We offered many holidays and getaways to patients. We've got somebody right now in Mabalingui. We've got someone going to Mshlanga next week. Um, Bantry Bay was up for use. <coughs> we give out kids crafts to the kids of... Warriors or siblings, and we have a young, lovely lady who comes in to do this for us. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, the Jerusalem Marathon. We had a send off, we had a welcome back. Elon Smith did a fantastic show for the Warriors, um, and of course, for the runners and mm -hmm. their family and the public. And it was ex extremely moving because at the end of his show, one of our runners, um, Jason Winnick, called up his warrior and put his own mm. medal that he got in Jerusalem as he touched the finish line and he put it on to Norman. Mm. That, of course, was exactly what DLing stands for, is sharing the burden. Yeah. And when we do the marathon, as you know, we every runner runs in the name of a patient, in of a warrior, and, this is, and, and literally kind of carries them on the back. And this propels both warrior and patient. Of course, we do regular meals. We do regular visits. You mentioned the helicopter day for for Joshi, and we will start this year, Nikki. With and hope to see you there, Nikki. Um, we are taking over J Revive. They have given us their spa for the day. Oh. Magnificent, beautiful spa, and all the warriors are invited to bring their cozies and to come for flotation, for Razul, for hydro treatment for massage for manis oh, for pedis fabulous. for lunch for inspiration for chatting with each other for, for time out for immersing <laughs> oneself in deliciousness so thank you to mm. leah of jerova for that of course we have an ongoing flower power where we people if they buy flowers for themselves obvious uh, often contribute to buying a bunch for patients which we deliver um our ongoing Chai FM show, Nikki, and thank you to you for just being the most amazing it's presenter, keeping it going, and Lee for presenting, and of course to Kathy for giving us this incredible opportunity. Um, yeah, well, we have um, quite a lot of public events coming up. Which you also did the nine four seven. Oh, we had the ninety four point seven, which we thank the boys for coming up. That was up incredible. With, yeah, Yitzi and and his friend, and this year again we've got. Events which are public events besides the internal ones that we always hold. And the reason is, Nikki, that a lot of people don't know who DLink is, what we do, what services we offer, mm -hmm. and also to enlist the help of volunteers. People like to sponsor certain events. And I told somebody about the spa day. She said, I'd love to sponsor. Well, she was in. <laughs> I said, I'd love to. Thank you. Except <laughs> and have 10 ladies sponsor. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's what we've got planned for so, right now. So 2018, because you're always busy and you're always doing, and that's the DL link and your wonderful, wonderful team of people. But it is a big year. You know, 
Israel is turning 70 yes. and the, and last year when you sent your team it was just a phenomenal success. You had all of these people who decided this is it and we really are giving people time to prepare. But I think to be in Israel this year specifically oh, for the seven, for that for the anniversary. It's, so what have you got planned, Mesh? I mean, what's going to make it really stand out and exciting? So we've got a fabulous um, send-off event uh, which we putting the pipeline right now it's going to be a corporate relay and each team each runner will have his chance to run it's a relay and the yeah. baton is actually probably a beer can yeah. and the runner has to run his circuit and he's got to come and say l'chaim to a warrior mm. so it's just a very fun way of doing Beautiful. it mm. and having the warriors meet the runners and enlisting more runners and there's a tour of the um the old city, they always stop off at the Kotel and together, you know, just dubbing for people who are ill. Um, the tour guide is probably going to do a whole full six-day war tour. He's brilliant and it's sure. like amazing for them. And just the camaraderie and the excitement. Does everyone stay together, Mesh? Or does everyone organize their own A lot of the people are staying in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so a lot of people have organized their own. It's not, you know, obligatory where they stay, but um, there's, there just is a fabulous feeling. And there's a cutoff, the 22nd of February. Yeah. For registration. Yeah. Okay, so what's involved in terms of do they have to have a, a health check? Do they have no to? Nothing check. like that. No, nothing no, no, like no. that. Okay. Ticket to Israel. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> 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 I understand. Because <laughs> um, there's some hills as far as I understand. And T-shirt and the kit and all of that will provide. And I love that there's a 10 kilometer, 21.1 and 42.2. So for the series of 42.2 for someone like me I would be walking the 10k can, can you walk, walk? can you, you walk <laughs> you can there's a 5k walk and a lot of uh, people also walk and run the 10k but there is a 5k walk Okay, fantastic. So I, I'm I'm really wanting to be, get people all excited about it because time is flying, and don't let it be something that you're going to do tomorrow or the next day. Do it now. Um, so how should they do it? They, is it better to go online, Mesh, and and go on the website, or should they be calling the DL Link office? They can call the DL Link, or they can go online. There's a registration online. Okay, fantastic. So the number to dial if you want to, um, if you want to register for the, are you okay, Mishy Mish? If you want to uh, register for the marathon is 011-485-3269. Is that the number to yes. dial? 011-485-3269. Anything else? Okay, let's take a break um, And we're going to have um, our expert Dr. Unterslag in the studio And we're going to be talking about How do you freeze your ovaries um, And uh, we've got a wonderful, wonderful story to share with you So stay with us This is Lifelinks with a DL link 
Well, thank you for staying with us. This is the DL Link Show on 101.9 High FM, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Thank you so much, Michelle, for telling us, uh, you know, um, what happened in 2017 in terms of the great work done by the DL Link and what the DL Link hopes to do in 2018, always setting the bar very, very high. And uh, Michelle's got something else to add, which we're going to add, um, I think, maybe now, Mish. I want to, I'm very excited about it. Let's just, um, you, you know, when Michelle walks in with a dream, is it while you're sleeping at night, Mish, that you have this, <laughs> that, that you have this dream? <laughs> Nick, the first thing that I want to say, and I want to actually say it directly to yours, is that probably 95% of the encouragement for the Dear Link came from Dr. Rodney. Did you know that, yours? Uh, I sat with Rodney and after Dwell had passed away and we discussed and I said I want to do, you know, something in her name and Rodney and anyone who's listening knows Rodney out there. Everything he wrote was in a little piece of paper Mm -hmm. and he gave me a number of somebody to contact. He said speak to him as well. He's also done an NPO, but he said do it and go for it. So to Dr. Rodney, to Yossa's dad, thank you for that and lots and lots of other things what dear link would like to do this year is please God to acquire a home of our own we do have a home but it is rented and we're looking to acquire a home where we will have um, our warriors come in admin but warriors treatments um, pool room for the boys and girls just lots and lots so of things home, great in this area mesh Around, yeah. Okay, okay. You know, so we've put it out there. Santa <laughs> <laughs> we've put it Anyone? out there. We've put Good. it out there. Hopefully that, that'll be what passes in 2018. Okay. Please, God. That Thanks. will be wonderful, Mesh. And just a successful and higher sticker year filled with life for everybody. Please, God. Thank you. Thank you, Mesh. Wow. Okay, so very exciting. You'll see, do you want to bring that microphone a little bit closer? There we go. Thank you so much for joining us. I have Dr. Yossi Untersluck in the studio. And Thank you, you and you, th- well, it's <laughs> lovely to have you in, on, on the show. And you um, look at, well, you specialize in fertility and egg harvesting. You know, it took me a while to think about the word egg harvesting. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think about the eggs in my fridge. I suppose they were harvested as well. And, and what I love is that you you did your master's um, looking at the prevention of ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome because there are many, many people who are, and I don't know if it is more than ever before, maybe that'll be a question that you can answer, who are on IVF. And, you know, this is something that happens as a result of. So let's start off at the beginning um, because obviously with, with your father as a doctor, is was it always, was this always um, the, the type of medicine that, that attracted you? I mean, was this attracted you to medicine or is it while you were studying medicine that this was something you enjoyed? So I think when I when I first decided I wanted to be a doctor, I wasn't aware how babies were made because I was that young. Oh wow, um, you, you've kind decided of been that a dream young. of mine since I was six or seven years old. Um, so so it wasn't um, where I intended to go when I started studying medicine. But um, during the course of studying medicine, my wife and I were privileged to have had children through IVF, and that was kind of where okay. my my passion and my love for infertility treatment was born. 
And if you don't mind me asking, how was that process for you and your wife? Was it a long process? Was it, it pretty was. successful? Was it it was. Look, we we blessed with four beautiful children. But, four times. Um, we 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 had a singleton. We had twins, and then we had a singleton. Wow. So three pregnancies, but um, it was a long process. It was a difficult process, and um, <clears throat> I think. The fact that I've been on both sides of the desk kind of um, makes this job for me so much more special because I, I, I can relate with the patient who is sitting opposite me and mm. what they've been through and mm. what they're going through. Really empathize, you can understand that. So am I completely off the mark when I say that, or maybe it's just because IVF is, is just available to everyone and it wasn't in the past. So is it you know, that more and more people are turning to IVF? Is, or is, is there so, so to answer your question, IVF, infertility per se, is a disease like any other disease. And each disease has an incidence. And the incidence of, of infertility has not increased over the years. What happens is the population increases. And as the population increases, that 10% grows into a higher number but you're correct in saying that access to infertility treatment has improved so dramatically so that therefore 20-30 years ago a couple who would have possibly remained childless now have the opportunity to have treatment and and, and have a family of their own. So more people are having IVF because access is more available but the incidence of infertility per se has been pretty much 10% throughout Okay. And the fact that women, and again, these are such huge generalizations, but I, I think about these things. Are women starting to have families later on in life? And, and is that impacting that's on their correct. ability? That's, uh, that's 100% correct. So the one big lifestyle modification that has maybe increased the numbers through our clinics is definitely women delaying their, their, their families, you know, chasing a career or mm. growing, you know, going to university or whatever it is and it certainly has a major major impact on fertility age is the biggest factor it's the most difficult thing to treat because what we need is a time machine to reverse aging and Mm. we can't reverse aging Mm. unfortunately so it's incredibly important that um, if a woman is going to delay her fertility and only decide to have her children in her 40s she should consider what we discussing today and that is egg freezing and fertility preservation before she gets to the age of 35 because after 35 fertility potential reduces dramatically every six months so what impact does stress have on fertility so it definitely plays stress, a role the big word, it plays a role in, <laughs> in all illnesses it definitely really. plays a role um, but what I always say to my patients is what do we do about that stress because generally the stress is about not having a baby and it's only going to go away when you've had that baby right. so you know, we can't take a couple and put them on an island and, and um, tell them go and, go and try and have a baby. We need to get through our daily lives and deal with the stress of infertility at the same time. It certainly plays a role, but we can't say it's the factor. It needs to be managed like we manage everything else. We don't just treat the infertility, but we have to treat the couple as a package and manage their stress, help them deal with what they're going through. Um, but You can't take that stress away until they're holding their babies in their Mm -hmm. arms. Mm -hmm. So with your dad, uh, you know, practicing with homeopathy and using homeopathy, so looking at this quite holistic approach, how has that impacted you? And that's why I ask about stress because, as you say, if you want to fall pregnant, that's stress. What do you reduce? What do you walk away from to to walk away from that kind of stress? So how has that impacted you? So I'm not not a trained homeopath. The closest I got to it was 
having been treated with a few remedies when I was a child, mm-hmm. I don't have the knowledge to, to to use homeopathy in my daily practice. I'm not. I don't have issues with my patients having alternative, you know, therapies, um, home, be it homeopathy or acupuncture or reflexology, and we encourage our patients to go because a lot of what that does is treat the mind, and it makes the couple feel like they're doing more to to assist themselves so whatever whatever they can do to make them feel like that they are doing the best they can we encourage mm. um be it homeopathy or acupuncture or reflexology but mm. personally i don't it's have the information i'm not trained in homeopathy and i don't i don't use it in there my was no daily pressure, practice hey? from my late dad no okay <laughs> so i asked you right at the beginning because you did your master's in prevention of ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome right. which is a result of the ivf yes. just talk about that so it's the one it's the one um side effect of IVF um however in 2018 it shouldn't be seen in fertility clinics okay We've now got drugs which we can use which prevent ovarian hyperstimulation syndrome. We should be able to profile the patient at risk before we start the treatment and there should be no no risk of ovarian hyperstimulation in 2018. You should screen your patients appropriately and use the appropriate treatment. And essentially what that means is that IVF is really a safe process to go through because that one complication which we used to encounter, we don't see anymore. Okay, so that's fantastic. Absolutely. So let's talk about, we're going to take a quick break, but after the break I want to talk about, you know, this is the DLLink show. So we've got a fantastic warrior who's going to be sharing her story just now, but talk about those patients who are going to be going for chemotherapy, radiotherapy, what's going to happen in terms of their fertility, and does that kind of treatment affect their fertility so stay with us we'll be right back this is lifelinks with a dl link Thank you for staying with us, the DL Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. I have Dr. Yossi Unterslag in the studio. Um, we're talking about fertility. We're talking about freezing eggs, and very specifically when it comes to cancer treatments, Yossi. Um, you know, we're finding more and more that younger people are being diagnosed with all types of cancers, and we know that chemotherapy can be very toxic, as it is, to the body. Um, also, <clears throat> the um, radiotherapy. So, are you finding a lot of people are coming and asking you to freeze eggs before? And, I mean, what impact does it have on, on fertility? Sure. So we are finding a lot more people coming. Mm-hmm. We would like to see more patients before their chemotherapy coming to freeze their eggs. Um, we are trying to get the word out as much as possible that this is an option that's 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 available to, to couples or to single people who are diagnosed at a young age with cancer. The, the chemotherapeutic drugs... Um, definitely have an effect on, on on the ovaries and can induce menopause in, at a very young age. Not all of them. It's not all the cancers that are as... Uh, not all the cancer treatments that are as toxic. Certainly your bone marrow cancers, your leukemias, lymphomas, far worse for the ovaries than solid tumor um, um, cancers. But we, we definitely see a huge reduction in ovarian reserve, in ovarian volume, and in egg, uh, and infertility in in females and males who've undergone chemotherapy and radiotherapy. So we we, we always encourage and we, we we beg the oncologists to inform patients that this option is available to them, that they can come through within ten to twelve days, have eggs frozen. If it's a man, within one day have sperm frozen, so that. 
you know they can we can never sit sit in a consultation 10 years later and wish we had done mm. something to be able mm. to have children you know it, it, our, our days are filled with couples who wish they had acted acted earlier and it's the same with our, with with cancer patients you know if 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 we could preserve their fertility before their chemotherapy it makes having a baby so much easier we have to then talk about things like egg donation or sperm donation which is a far bigger bigger you know bridge for for couples to cross um and got their own eggs frozen, it makes it much easier for them. Okay, so two questions come up. Number one, so you've talked about ten to twelve days it takes. So a lot of a lot of patients feel like they're in a rush to get Absolutely. their treatment. You know, there's this 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 idea that you've got to quickly get treated. So I think that's important to absolutely. communicate that you there absolutely is a waiting period. Mm. And also my understanding of IVF is that you've the woman's got to be injecting hormones over a period of time before you can get the eggs. So just explain okay. that to me. So, so you're correct. A woman does need to inject hormones. Those hormones that we inject are for those 10 to 12 days. Okay. So we inject hormones which induce the ovaries to make lots of mature eggs. Um, we can start at any time in a woman's cycle if she's a cancer patient. With our non-cancer patients, we like to start at a, spe- at a specific time in their cycles. Mm-hmm. But for our cancer patients, we, we would start at any time in their cycle. And they need to inject for somewhere between 10 to 12 days, two or three vaginal ultrasounds during that process to monitor their egg growth, see when these eggs are mature. And then when the eggs are mature, we take them to theater, put them to sleep. We don't do a surgical procedure, but it is quite a painful procedure while it's being done. So we put them to sleep extract the eggs when they wake up they pretty much can jump off the bed and go out for lunch just like that just like that um wendy will take us through that those details uh, a bit later when she tells you her story but um it's it, it you're right it, there is that urgency when a woman's diagnosed with cancer but there is also lots to be done from the first biopsy which confirms the cancer they need to have lots of scans done but you know pet scans and and ultrasounds and then they need to have a port inserted for the chemotherapy and then there's waiting for the medical aids to authorize the drugs and there generally is those that time there's those 10 to 12 days are available if we just use them appropriately so if we see the patients as soon as the diagnosis is made as soon as the biopsy comes back and says right we've got a cancer here we need to think about chemotherapy as soon as those patients get their diagnosis or refer to us, we will comfortably have those eggs out in most cases before the chemotherapy needs to be started. It's probably the last thing that they're thinking about Absolutely. is freezing their eggs. But as you said, you never want to look back and say, I wish I had done it. So at Vitalab, do you do women's eggs and you do semen That's as well? Correct. Okay, we freeze, so it's so for men, for women, got to do it. For men, as, as, as you can imagine, it's a lot easier for a man to freeze a sure. sperm sample. There is, no, there is no delay, exactly. <laughs> um, even for young boys who, who, who can't masturbate, there are ways for us to extract a, a, a sample from them while they're sleeping without any pain afterwards. So we can, even for a young um, adolescent or, or, or teenager or young adult even who's not comfortable to masturbate we can free sperm and 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 you know and ensure that that they can have a family one day it's such an important i'm so glad we're having this conversation it's so so very important so i'd like to welcome take the opportunity to introduce our warrior today um wendy taylor wendy welcome Thank you. You look amazing. Thank you. You have these little twins at home, and you look like you've had a good night's rest. <laughs> I think you're very good with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you on the show. Thank you. So, I mean, here Yossi is telling us about the experience, and you yourself went through this experience. You were diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 28. Yeah. 
I that was must diagnosed. have been such a shock. It was very, it was very tough. Um, I was diagnosed a month before my 28th birthday. Oh, sure. Um, and I had breast cancer. And after my surgery, I needed to have chemotherapy within three months after my surgery. Sure. Um, so I knew that I, I had a sort of short time frame and my oncologist rightfully recommended that I go to Vitalab and uh, do an egg retrieval so that I would be able to have a family afterwards, which I did. And so was there an urgency? So, so, I mean, you talk about surgery and then mm-hmm. over time, then the, the treatment. So there wasn't really a big rush. Well, I was given a three-month timeline okay. um, to start chemotherapy after that's sort of, I think, the, the safe gateway that you should work within okay um and so that was that was what i did and so i went there and as josie said it was a very um painless experience you put under after doing i think it's more sort of that egg retrieval with the hormone injections that's a little bit testing and challenging emotionally and and also physically you do experience bloating and a rush of emotions and things like that Mm -hmm. um but it really is just for a short amount of time and then you have a 15 minute procedure and as he said you jump up and have lunch afterwards and then so you go. here yeah. we go drop your eggs so Yossi <laughs> let me ask you this um, how many eggs do you retrieve over the as many as time? possible so how, how, sorry I'm so ignorant no I thought we had a limited <laughs> amount of eggs do, correct. I thought I only had so correct. many we're born with our well not we we. Ladies are born with a limited <laughs> number of eggs. At, at puberty, a woman's got about 800,000 eggs left sure. in her ovaries. During that lifetime, she'll use only 400 of those eggs. Essentially what happens is that each month, there's a family of eggs that presents themselves to the surface of the ovary, of which one will be selected okay. to be the egg that will ovulate, and the others will die. Okay. They'll undergo what's called apoptosis or programmed cell death, and they will die. So what we do is we maximize that group of eggs, that family of eggs that would have died anyway. So we're not affecting that central pool of eggs we're not going to bring your menopause on earlier we're not affecting your central pool of eggs we're just using those eggs that would have died and that's where the numbers wow, vary okay. at, at, at a young age that pool of eggs is is bigger that that family is bigger every month as a woman ages that family of eggs gets smaller each month because the ovary is a very clever organ and it senses that its eggs are running out so it holds on to those eggs tighter so hmm. when we're 21 we can get somewhere between 20 and 40 eggs from a woman's ovaries each month. And in a 40-year-old, obviously far less, somewhere between probably 6 and 12 if we're lucky. So the younger a woman is when she freezes her eggs, the more eggs we'll be able okay. to get. Um, and and yeah, that's why we encourage egg freezing at such a... At as a young age, right. young an age as possible. Right. So, Wendy, you... If you Delivered your eggs. I don't know how else to put it. <laughs> the eggs were egg harvested, yes. and and then you went for your chemotherapy. I did. Yes. How was that? Um, again, very very challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, it was you know something I had no, known nothing about until you go through it. And I think it is one of those things similar to IVF, where until you've actually gone through it, you don't really understand the process. Mm-hmm. Um, but the most important thing for me was having the motivation at the end of that, knowing that afterwards I'd be able to do a round of IVF and, and hopefully have a family of my own. So I think that's what kept me going. It's a great motivator. It's a great motivator, and it, it certainly worked, um, got me through those six months. And, yeah, so. Fantastic. Again, I'm going to bring Yossi into it. So, Yossi, I'm just thinking that when you have the IVF and you're injecting the hormones before, that doesn't impact the chemotherapy at all? It's an excellent question. 
the the only the only tumor that we're concerned about is an estrogen sensitive breast tumor um which when we when we, write, when we give those injections, the injections are not estrogen per se, but the eggs that we produce in the ovaries produce estrogen. So we can raise a woman's estrogen levels quite high. It's very short-lived. It's over a short space of time, and the literature is very clear that it doesn't worsen a woman's prognosis. So it doesn't accelerate the cancer. It doesn't grow the tumor. However, we still use in estrogen-sensitive tumors which we're concerned about mm-hmm. that, we can use an anti-estrogen drug, which is protective of the cancer while we are stimulating the ovaries to grow eggs. So you work quite closely with the oncologist. You've got to know a lot about the cancer. Absolutely. Okay. And we always, we always will want the buy-in from the oncologist. Right. So we will discuss the case and say, look, I need 12 days. Can I have the 12 days, mm-hmm. please? Mm-hmm. And we maybe sometimes have to bargain here or there for a day or two. Okay. But um, but we do we work we work closely with them and we encourage them to to, to pick up the phone and say I've got this woman this is the cancer what do you think mm. should we should we send it to you or not? Mm-hmm. Wendy, how long was your chemotherapy treatment? Uh, it was for six months. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Six harrowing months. Yes. Six very long months. <laughs> okay. And then uh, I know that with certain treatments, the, you you then continue with injections and all sorts of things. How would that impact? So, so <clears throat> the question is: When were you allowed? When were you given the go ahead to now harvest those? Not harvest, f- fertilize the eggs. So after the treatment. Yeah. Oh. So I finished my my chemotherapy six months after. And within a month, I went back to Vitalab to consult with uh, the doctors about my time frame. And a month after that, so two months after my chemotherapy sure. had ended, sure. I, I did um, a round of IVF. Um, my first round was unsuccessful. Um, and I think that was just sort of my body still trying to recover from all the chemotherapy. And a few weeks later, I did a second round and that was successful. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. And and you'll see, so, I mean, because the body is very damaged after chemotherapy. It takes a long time. But we were talking off air about how incredible pregnancy can be for the body and what, what pregnancy does for the body. Sure. Do you find, and I'm not sure how many cases you've worked on, but do you find that women who then fall pregnant after they've been on the chemotherapy that the pregnancy is harder? Do you find, have you have you not been able to really assess? Yeah, I don't think we've got enough cases to make that kind Kind of that kind of assessment. Um, well, that shouldn't really be. Um, if, if if a woman's in remission and she's she's recovered adequately from the chemotherapy, it shouldn't necessarily be a, a more difficult pregnancy. You had a period of time in which to have your eggs fertilized and and have your babies. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it was two months, but um, I will say that I do think that my pregnancy was actually easier because of the the cancer treatment that I had undertaken. Um, I think I was a little bit more susceptible to things like nausea. I didn't experience any morning sickness. And with twins, that's usually severe. Um, and I had a very, very easy pregnancy for most of the part. So, yeah, I think it's. I think it might have helped, actually. And now you've got a little boy and a little girl. I and do. they're how old? They are 10 weeks old. 10 weeks old, at home, sleeping as we speak. Hopefully. Well, we hope they sleep. <laughs> <laughs> And how are you? I mean, isn't that incredible? You've what what a journey you've been on, diagnosed with breast cancer, surgery, chemotherapy, harvesting of eggs, fertilizing of eggs, and you've got two babies. Wow. In what in what space of time? Um just under two years. Gee whiz. Yeah. yeah. How are you? 
I'm good. I am good. Um, this feel like a whirlwind. <laughs> it does. It does feel like a whirlwind. It's not over for me yet. My cancer did return during my third trimester. Um, and I think that's so also, oh. yeah, it's, it's unfortunate, but, um, I was very blessed to just have the support system of doctors that I've had throughout and very important also that, um, I learned through this that you can actually still do chemotherapy while you're pregnant. And so in my third trimester, I restarted my chemotherapy, um, didn't affect my children at all. They're perfectly healthy and happy. And so that has, yeah, that journey is coming to adjust the game. Did they have to? No, not, no, at, all. not at all. No, not at all. See, this body again is incredible. It's incredible. It's so it just knows exactly how to protect them. Sure. So they've come out healthy after that. Thank God. And, Thank God yeah. that. and tell me, how is your health now? How long is the chemotherapy going to carry so on? So I for? actually finish next week mm-hmm. is my last session and then I'll undergo surgery again and radiation for six weeks and then I will be at the other end. And you've got a great support system. I do, an amazing support system. Yeah, very grateful for them. Well, I think you've just such an inspiration sitting. I mean, if people could just see this beautiful young woman, and I can't believe you've just got these two twins. I, I'm exhausted and I don't have two twins at home. Um, but just thanks, Wendy. Thanks Thank for you. sharing your story and for, for those who are listening. Um, you know, so much hope and also getting people to act. Um, you'll see, Absolutely. just an idea that if they are going to be going, and I think we must stress for men as well you know we're talking about harvesting Mm -hmm. eggs but so important for for men as well um if they are going to be going for that kind of treatment that they they look at um the the fertility and and taking eggs and semen so wendy we wish you all the health thank you so much please god you you just get stronger and stronger with your two beautiful kids and come back on the show and share some wonderful stories with us bring some pics lovely meeting you thanks for having me and you'll see thank you very much for joining us wow i think you've you know we've opened a few people's eyes i hope so um this afternoon on the show so thanks very much you'll see you on to slack great having you on the show so the time is wow it's um 17 16 minutes to one o'clock and uh yes we have mr nick rabinovitz joining us in just a minute He'll tell us all about Jeez, He's got lots of kids. I'm a bit scared. I'm a bit worried what he's going to have to say about the topic. I know. Well, maybe we should steer him away from the topic. <laughs> <laughs> Quick break. We'll be right back. This is Life Links with a DL Link. 101.9 Hi FM, this is the DL Link Show. I always love introducing this man, although I am a little bit nervous. You know, when you're talking about freezing eggs and collecting semen and then Nick Rabinovitz comes onto the show, it could be a little nerve-wracking. Awkward. Awk- awkward. I yeah, think that's the word, huh? Yeah, yeah. that's the word. Hi, you, Nick. I am actually very well. Well, it's good to have you on the show, and I'm glad to see that you brought Gilly with you. Yes. Gilly Apter. That's Hi, me. Gilly. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Pleasure. So do you look after him? No. Or does he look after you? Neither. Me, okay. Well, actually, he has looked after me in a career sense, but uh, basically, I mean, Nick, what would you say? Well, Gilly's friend uh, asked her yesterday, because he met us for coffee, and he said, what did he, what did he ask you about me, Gil? Um, are you looking for something specific here? Yeah, he was like, <laughs> what, is, so what does Nick do when he's in Joburg? Oh. Does he just go do the show and then he goes back oh. to his hotel? The place? Oh. What does he do? Like, who looks after him? Yeah, he was basically is what he was asking. Oh. But Nick um, is quite good at taking care of himself. 
Well, you know, that's quite, I'm, yeah. I'm quite relieved to hear that. I'm an only, I'm being only, a 40 I'm an only child. Being, I grew up as an only yeah. child. So he's used to being a And, uh, I mean, so. But, but I have to with myself a lot. Okay. <laughs> You're fortified. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks God for that. Just to be clear, I write with Nick. How so long have you been? So that's why we hang out. How long? Well, we met at a Vida in Cavendish about, yeah. I don't know, 10 I years ago? I was expecting to meet a clown, and I was confronted with this very calm individual, actually. It was really? very uh, unnerving. Yeah, Nick doesn't look how he sounds and behaves. How do I, I sound? Know, I We're readjusting know. the microphone. Like the, the, what did you say? A clown? A clown. A clown. So, Gilly, I want to actually ask you. So, yeah. you are, so you've been helping Nick write for years and years and years. For some time, yeah. I'm glad you're finally getting, you know, we're finally meeting Gilly. Yeah. We, we're finding that the, this is the writer behind the, the, the remembrance. Nick, Nick doesn't yeah. even have any we're of his own ideas hey? at all. Yeah. Like I if I had to no ask ideas. him a question, he wouldn't be able to respond. I should ask you all the no, questions. No, he's very limber, so he moves yeah. around a lot. Like, I mean, stage, M- Michelle, Michelle from the DL Link is looking through the window. <laughs> she doesn't know that, that, that the, the last DL Link dinner, all the jokes... <laughs> Uh, were written by Gilly. Gilly! All the inappropriate yeah. cancer jokes were also written by Gilly. <laughs> this is my way of getting off the hook, Michelle. Thank you, Gil, for being here. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take one for the team here. Well, it's great, as I said. Finally, Thank you. Thank finally, you. after all the times that I've interviewed Nick, this is the first time. I'm so happy to be here. So tell us what's involved. I mean, Fortified, you're here in Joburg, you've had a fantastic run, Nick. You know, you've hit, you've hit your forties. Yeah. it's all it's of all those over. things. <laughs> it's it's uphill. It's uphill. It's uphill. Nick, yeah, yeah, a bit yeah, of, there yeah, are yeah. a few downhills. Nick, Nick, just the only reason Nick came to do shows in Joburg is so he could get some sleep. No, it's not entirely true. I also came for a bath. But as it happens, <laughs> the where I'm staying only has a shower. Oh, no. And I've trained myself now to have 60-second cold showers. <laughs> well, you're looking and for I just, the bucket. I can't bring myself, Nikki, to have... Uh, you know, you're, you're, this is not how we do it here. Here, we stay in the shower for the whole day, and then we come out for 90-second intervals. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. You see... You see, Nick will organise a bath for you. I can see you. Need I don't to want to be immersed. You, you need, you need, Again. you need to be immersed. Are you going to go back to Cape Town with a whole lot of water? You're going to take. Uh, people keep offering me water. It happened right now in the in the in the reception area. And would you like to take this <laughs> bottle back with you? <laughs> it's a real problem, hey? Not as many Joe Burgers were in Cape Town in December because. They because couldn't wash their hair for as long as they would like to. Yeah, well, I mean, it doesn't mean they can't. Yeah, somebody said to me, she was like, at well. the airport, she's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm just, I'm just going to have to go to the hairdresser. And I was <laughs> like, do you know that they use water there also to wash your hair? Yeah, but it's different. It is different. <laughs> when I went to a bathroom in a restaurant to wash my hands, I was t- there was no water. I-, I kept turning and turning and turning the tap. And there was no water. There was that sterilizing mm, yeah, yeah, gel. Yeah, yeah. Does that does that clean your hands? Hand like hand? Where hand do the sanitizer. germs go? go. Where, where do, do they go? Where do, thank you. Where do they go? They are not going down the drain. Uh, thank no. you. I, I was not comfortable. No, it's a mystery. No one's answering the question. Yossi will know. Let's get him in. Yeah. <laughs> Yossi, yeah. where do where, where do, do the, the germs, germs go? go? You see, he you only knows the eggs. And rub them away. Now he's saying they killed. But then they're hovering on your hands, Yossi. They're still there. So they did germs, but the germs are still there. You know, when I hear the name Yossi, what I think about is a small doll 
that my son Adam sometimes brings back for Shabbos <laughs> in a suitcase known as the Shabbos suitcase. We've got UFC tonight, Dad! <laughs> And then we have to write in a book and take a picture with Yossi and the khala that the dog Ruffy ate. And then he ate Yossi's leg. And you got to take that back on Monday for show and tell. Uh, you get Yossi for Shabbos. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Plus we get to sing, I got the Shabbos feeling down in my leg. <laughs> Nick, tell us about Fortified. I think it's just down in his lift. <laughs> tell us about Fortified. What, fortified. what can people expect to hear from no, Nick Rabinovitz? I'm actually, I can't answer that question anymore. Gilly, can you do that thing? Gilly? You see why I'm here? Yeah, okay. He's tired. He's actually having a nap right now, and okay. that doesn't look like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my steward was lost. I nap with my eyes open. Why is he was lost? Are you familiar with him? No. Yeah, talk about him in the show. Yeah, so uh, come, exactly. Oh, so it's about Wisey. Oh, uh, Wisey. Yeah, Wisey. My first Jewish what? friend. 1989 Yeah Yep Nick's got uh, many stories in this uh, show A lot of them are to do with his 40 year old crisis Actually not that many Has he not hit a crisis? No Did he? People no. come and say well, well, you're, well, The show was meant to be about And it wasn't It wasn't It is We oh, do speak about okay. Wisey Wasgloss And uh, Nick's first uh uh, confrontation with anti-Semitism mm-hmm. okay. uh, Which has a story uh, with a surprising ending And uh, What's relevant for today's show Is that I have quite a long discussion About uh, the egg and the seed Do you? Yeah Tell oh, yeah. Well, Gilly's Well, not long Well, she just knows that she's going now to <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it uh, Okay, so And I'm where, not joking where, 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 Where's it happening, Nick? Because we're running out of ben time We want to talk where about where How the baby got there And I said the egg in the seat And he didn't believe me Did you draw pictures? No, I just told him The dad's got the seed The mum's got the egg And that's how it works And then uh, he but said But that's such an excuse of an explanation I'm I mean, so sorry, sorry Excuse me it's, <laughs> it's halakhically incorrect But what he then said was Well how does it work I said well the, the, I got the seed And gave it to mom She got the egg And he said I don't believe that And I said then what do you think happens And he said well I think If you had the seed You would give it to mom And then she would eat it And I said no That's what the dad would love to happen But this is not a <laughs> factor <laughs> Nick Yeah <clears throat> You misbehaving on air I know that's why you brought him here. That's why you're here, Gilly. Just to temper things a little bit. Look, I've done six miracle jives. I'm used to the consequences of that. Are you? Okay. No. I'm not. I'm not. So tell me, Mr. Rabinovitz. Tell yeah. me, Mr. Rabinovitz. Yeah. What can people besides? So we're going to hear stories about you when you were younger. Have you hit a midlife crisis? Or yeah, are definitely. you hoping to hit no, one? I, I think I hit one. I think I hit one. And uh, They play out differently in Cape Town. You know, they don't go for like Ferraris. They just go for like... Secretaries. Yeah. Ah, no baths. No, Gilly Nick doesn't have you a know, Gilly told me I, I couldn't because Debbie just gave birth uh, just before my fortieth in June. We had our third child. I turned forty in October, and she said, "No, no, no. If anyone's uh, gonna have a midlife crisis, your wife's time to shine." Gilly, I right. like, I like, I, I'm with you. Did yeah, you say that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, I don't think so, but I'll no. take it. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Maybe I did say it. Who else would have said it? I don't know. I'm going to take credit for that. So, so how else do you deal with the midlife crisis? Um, do you want a serious answer to that? Yeah. I think you have to delve deep inside. You have to really go inward. That's what I did with the show. I, read, I went so far in that I had to see a proctologist to get up. <laughs> and that's really the key. You can't, you can't ignore. You can't keep pushing it under the carpet, men. You can't keep pushing those feelings down. Yeah, you can't. That's, eh? You can't do that. No, you can't. 
Otherwise, what, what happens if you do have a baby? The right answer is just buy Bitcoin. Ooh, yes. that's a bit of a sore point right now, I think. Is it? Mm. Isn't oh, it? I don't know. Have we don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But we do know that it's down. Oh, Bitcoin down. has crashed. Yeah. Okay. No, it hasn't well, crashed. Okay, it's not crashed. It's not to use the C word. I we think don't the panic. most important question is, can we donate to the shul with crypto? <laughs> I think it's becoming a possibility. Okay, good. I think if there is... I would say if it's I not, if, it will be soon. Exactly. If, if, one, if one entity will figure out how to get... To extract money Because you don't Bitcoin. have to own it's a whole Bitcoin, shul. right? You could do- donate Nord Point Chai to the shul. <laughs> Maybe of a, that's Nord Point Chai of, of a Bitcoin. A, of a Bitcoin. Maybe that's what a Bitcoin yeah. is worth. Who knows, as you say? We don't know. We just Nobody knows. Where, where, I can't who? buy Willies at, uh, Avos at Willies with Bitcoin until that can happen. That's not money. Mm. No, mm. no. It's really about FOMO. Mm. It's all about FOMO. You reckon? Do you have FOMO about Bitcoin? Uh, no. No. No, okay. well, maybe it's a male thing. I've got mild FOMO. Mild FOMO. Yeah, mild. Well, I've got FOMO for the possibility of what could happen. See, I didn't even go there. It was just got too complicated, and yes. my mind shut down. And right, I don't you understand. You need to consult Zev Crane. He's just bought eighteen <laughs> books from exclusive <laughs> books, and he will tell you all about this. Have you bought into Bitcoin? <laughs> no. Ah. Ah, look at that. Nick, and, really? And why are you surprised? That says something about yes. me ah. that you would think yes. that I... Yeah, well, I think it's one of our previous guests. Okay. And he was talking about FOMO, so I, I thought that, it, that you would definitely then have bought. No, we're really just uh, mining Bitcoin for comedy. <laughs> <laughs> are you steering clear of politics? I'm not actively steering clear. Are we tired clear. of... Are we tired what? No. You know what actually happened was I, I, I realized yesterday we, we were talking to Gareth Cliff and he was telling we were reminiscing about the week that wasn't and the show, politics and stuff I used to do on radio. And when that show ended, literally the next day, I stopped reading the newspaper. I didn't have to read was it anymore. Was that a good or a bad thing? I, I mean, in how you felt waking up I think up it was a good thing for me personally, was it? It was a bad thing for the material. I stopped writing the jokes about the comedians, I mean the politicians. That was a Freudian slip. And as a result, I don't have many political jokes, which is disappointing for some people. Mm. Come to the show. Mm. You didn't didn't do anything about Mm. me. Because people enjoyed it very, 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 very very much. Very much. The The way you send those politicians up, it's really... I'm so exhausted. But you know, but you know what, Nick? I think, and everyone's doing it. And you know, with the politics, there's so much to talk about. But it is. That's why I ask. There's about no the politics politics. in the show. I'm, ex- I'm exhausted. Good. No, so no there's a little bit of politics. There's a little bit. Well, oh, there's uh, yeah, a little bit. Like a little bit of Trump, a little bit of Trump, a sprinkling of it. Sprinkling. Oh, you can't. And a little peppering of. Got to include Trump, you know. Yeah. A sprinkling and a peppering. Yeah. So where is fortified? Where are you? If people where? want to come see. Oh, you, where? Where? Are we? where? Where? And until when? We Tell us. are at Daphne's Theatre on the Square, which is the best, isn't it? You can go to Santon Square, have something to also, eat. Also, if, yeah. if you go were, there. Uh, in high school, in like uh, sort of the 90s, uh, you can walk around Santon Square and reminisce about your Saturday nights there and having, uh, you know, like fights with your best friend about who should wear the bell bottoms that week. Yeah, she you know? grew up in that mall. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to go there, but I also did, maybe. Yeah, you see. Maybe we bumped but, into but it. But you can't call it the on the square. It's now the auto and general 
theater on ah, the square. You can't go to the Wanderers. And you go to the Bidvest Wanderers. And what time are you on? Uh, I mean, what date until? When are you there? Uh, until? Saturday. Is that it? Is that it? Okay. And tonight's so sold out, which means you can't come on Shabbos. Which means I don't know what you're going to do. Can you get well, to the theatre by eight fifteen if you're walking from Norwood? Is there an Arab in between? Nick's not going to use a microphone tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Well, then we've really got to book. Are there some tickets available for Saturday night? Yeah, I think there's a few left. Okay, go get those tickets. We've run out of time. Fantastic. Mr. Rabinovich, <laughs> very good to have so you. lovely to see always, you. Always, always, always lovely to have you on the show. And Gilly, so lovely to meet you. Lovely Finally. Yeah, thank you. Always, Everything's that's lovely. it. From now on, lovely. you have to... I'll, I'll, I mean, you don't have to be here next time. That's Gilly. why I brought her. Yes. Yeah. That's what he's Gilly, trying to do. you and me next time. Great. Right. I'm in. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been so wonderful spending the past hour with you. For me, Nikki Seberini, until next Thursday, just remember, go and watch Nick Rabinovitz. Take care. Goodbye. If